Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho Ha ha ha! Chucky had his solo adventures for three movies before this entry in the franchise, and in 1998, it was time to revive the franchise and give him a friend, a lover, a being just as twisted and violent as he is. Thus was created his bride, the one and only Tiffany Valentine. Her obsession with Chucky, predating the films, going back all the way to before Charles Lee Ray died and had his soul trapped in a doll, a woman who loved him more than she probably should have. This setup is one meant to create something entirely new, yet familiar in the Child's Play films, bringing them to the forefront and making them a bunch of money. The film was a mild financial success and a mitigated as best critical success. So what the f happened? to Bride of Chucky. Don't fuck with the Chuck. How did the team behind Bride of Chucky make this entry in Charles Lee Ray's adventures? Well, as a fourth in the series, a lot of elements had been established which should have been followed or not. This here is dark, filled with truly messed up humor at times, with a pretty big cast and some bloody kills. The film takes our anti-hero and brings him into the pre-Y2K era with more humor than fans were used to from his films. A brand new look and a brand new bride. Here, the film starts with a cop stealing evidence and bringing it to a stranger in a deserted location. There, he meets a grim demise. Soon, the audience finds out that his demise came at the hands of a beautiful buxom blonde who really wanted the package he stole for her. She heads back home and we soon discover her doll collection and her obsession with Charles Lee Ray, and in turn, with Chucky. She pieces our anti-hero doll back together, making some cosmetic changes in the process, giving him a new look with some fun changes. She makes him look a little more badass, if you ask me. Once he's all mended, she gets on with the ritual to bringing him back. It, however, doesn't work. In comes her current plaything. Hey, Tiffany! A very 90s, gothified Alexis Arrakette. After some time spent discussing life, death, and Chucky. Psst, no, he's scary. Yes, he is. They get down to business, and well, Chucky, the ever possessive boyfriend that he used to be, finally comes back and wrecks this poor soul. Here truly starts our story. Chucky is back, baby. <laughs> The film is a bit of a mess. It has a ton going on, but for sure it is never boring. There's something going on in each and every scene. No wasted screen time anywhere. The film, if nothing else, is fun. It also brings Chucky into the almost 2000s, gives him a bride, thus adding to the whole world he lives in. It's a more than decent film for those who like the more comedic take on Chucky. Yes, the original is more scary than funny, but the evolution here works. The film, of course, didn't exactly hit right with the critics in 1998, and even fan reviews seem split right down the middle. A quick internet search seems to indicate that an even split between those who love the film and those who just cannot connect with it, critics and viewers alike. Overall, the film can be considered a mild hit. It had a budget of about 25 million US and made about double that at the box office with 50.7 US, as something 
that may have helped steer some viewers to it was its release date, right smack in the middle of October 1998, on the 16th to be exact. The film came in second place for its opening weekend with Practical Magic at number one, a film that appealed to a much wider, more general audience. The only other horror movie in the top 10 that week was Urban Legend, which was in its fourth week of release. The competition wasn't exactly fierce for horror fan money, so it did quite decent, opening with 11.8 million for the first weekend. Not bad at all considering its limited appeal outside of the horror community. Now, let's take a peek at why this movie is so much fun. The Talent, written by Don Mancini like the first three films, the script clearly knows how to handle Chucky and what can be done with him without making it feel completely out of character. He added the humor and wrote the part of Tiffany with Jennifer Tilly in mind following her work in Bound, which was a bit of a challenge to get her at the time as she was a huge star, yet she was so into it, she had to do it. The director selected for this go around in Chuckyland was Ronnie Yu. Most horror fans know him as the man behind Freddy vs. Jason, which he doesn't have the best appreciation for. His previous work, being so incredibly varied, he feels like a director who could handle anything. Before Bride of Chucky, Yu directed Legacy of Rage, which was Brandon Lee's cinematic debut, The Bride with White Hair, which is an interesting take on the legendary bride and a fun supernatural romance. And he had also directed Warriors of Virtue, which is either loved or hated or completely forgotten by most. But it's one film to watch first thing in the morning on a Saturday with a bowl of cereal. Yeah, his career was random before Bride of Chucky, and it remained so until his last film, Saving General Yang. In front of the camera, well, sort of, Brad Dorff comes back as Chucky's voice and seems to really be enjoying himself here being evil, cracking one-liners, playing his bride, the lovely Tiffany Valentine, in both human form and as the voice for the doll is the previously mentioned Jennifer Tilly, who is just so great here. She's having a blast and it shows. Side note, Tilly provided parts of her own wardrobe for the film due to her particular stunning figure and how she likes to look on screen. Playing the teens in danger, Jade and Jesse are Catherine Heigl and Nick Stabile, both fairly early in their careers. They make for decent human counterparts to Chucky and Tiffany. The parts have not necessarily aged super well, but they're still fun to watch. Also needing a mention are John Ritter and Alexis both getting fun deaths. The film is not just filled with doll mayhem. It has a ton of horror nods everywhere, sort of Easter eggs for the keen horror fan eye. For example, both Michael Myers's and Jason Voorhees' masks, Leatherface's chainsaw, and Freddy Krueger's glove are visible early on in the film, seemingly setting all these films in the same universe as Child's Play. An interesting opening to a shared universe if someone could have the funds to make something happen with all these maniacs. Of course, it could just be the collection of a horror fan. A bit later on, the police chief's attack with nails is a direct nod to Pinhead, which is not as clear, so it doesn't connect him as much to the same universe. Why does that look so familiar? In a more subtle nod to the omen, Alexis Araquette's character is named Damien Baylock, after the child in the film and the evil nanny who watches over him. Another more tenuous reference is one to Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 with the use of the speak and spell. Spell one. Another less obvious one is Charlotte, the pet tarantula owned by Tiffany, who may be connected to Charlotte's web. Of course, these are external references 
and the film does some self-referential connects to the previous films, but those are quite obvious to fans of the franchise. All of the references to other films, characters, and previous Chucky entries are definitely fun, but they can also be a bit much for some viewers. As the most expensive entry in the Child's Play franchise, and the first one to deviate from the numbered titles, Bride of Chucky brings in a lot of humor, a lot of horror nods, and a lot of blood. The film here breathes new life into the franchise and helped it get started again. It took seven years between Child's Play 3 and Bride of Chucky due to a low box office for the previous entry. However, the story of Child's Play 3 takes place in 1998, so Bride takes place only a month after the end of its predecessor. This way of doing things eventually became the norm with the franchise, having the films be done years apart, but taking place only a short time from each other. Bride of Chucky also brought in the humor that extends into the next few entries and the TV series. It also did something a bit unexpected in giving Tiffany a rather emotional scene when she talks to Chucky and realizes some truths she may not have been ready for before and tells him that they belong dead. This scene adds a bit of drama and an added layer of emotion to the characters. The Child's Play franchise is a bit of a roller coaster of styles and emotions, as well as budgets and quality. But one thing is for sure, Chucky has been around on our screens since 1988 and is still in full form currently on television. Also, let's not forget that regrettable remake from a few years back, which is thankfully being pretty much ignored in this Chucky universe. I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho Is it scary? Is the little baby tickling? <laughs> <laughs>